Hello, welcome to Overburden, the podcast for postal workers. I'm Kevin Hitchings. And I'm Brandy Hughes. And uh, today we want to go over the uh, Canada Post workplace violence policy because it's, it's near and dear to my heart right now because I just had this policy printed and placed on my file uh, because apparently it's violent for me to speak to a coworker as their shop steward on the work floor. In a, in a non-aggressive con, uh, consulting type way, as is our job to do. Yeah, I, I guess that was threatening to my supervisor. Yeah. Um, and that's actually not even the most horrendous reason this has been brought up and uh, that we're aware of lately. No, I've actually, I, I'm astounded at how many interviews I've been to where they read this policy uh, when someone's being interviewed for being the victim of violence in the workplace or aggression in the workplace. Yeah. And I'm like, um... We had a supervisor <laughs> physically contact a person after many, many warnings, and then that person, after being physically contacted, told the supervisor to get the FOA and they gave him a 10-day suspension because it was violent to tell him to get the FOA after he was physically assaulted in the workplace. Right. Um, and that's not even the most ridiculous one, believe it or not. Well, do you remember the time when they interviewed someone for being hit by a car? Yeah. A disciplinary interview because they were hit by a car. Yeah. Um, in front of witnesses who, who all went, yeah, they were just crossing the street and then that car just hit them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the policy was brought in against them in that case, but another totally ridiculous, uh, circumstance. Yeah, we've had instances where this policy has been presented to someone after they were yelled at by a customer. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, but when the when the letter carrier is apologizing to the customer as they're yelling at them, I don't think that's violent behavior this on was the employee's part. Unprovoked. The customer just came out of the house and started yelling for no real reason, mm-hmm. and they gave the violence uh, violence policy and the suspension to the carrier. Yep. So, yeah, just ridiculous. I think we could go on forever, but maybe we should start um, pouring through it. Sure. <laughs> okay, it starts off by saying that Canada Post is interested in ensuring the successful career of their employees. And uh, so they use this policy to clarify the expectations for respectful and professional codes of conduct at the workplace and the expectations for you. Now, I love that wording because it only really seems to apply to us. It doesn't apply to our management. We had someone disciplined two people, actually, I think for walking away from a, an abusive supervisor yelling at them. Just wa- not saying anything, just walking away. That's violence. Uh, getting Removing yourself from a violent situation is violent. Apparently. You know? I, I always thought that was non, non-violent. You would uh, think. A non-violent response, but yeah. I, I guess I'm confused about the definition In of In the future, I've warned them. If I see any of this stuff happening again, I am not talking to them. I'm not reporting anything. I'm just calling the police flat out. Um, they didn't even respond to that. They just went silent. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then continued with suspensions. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't there for anything after that. So the policy then goes on to define workplace violence as constitutes any action, conduct, threat, or gesture of a person in the workplace that can reasonably be expected to cause harm, injury, or illness to an employee, contractor, supplier, or other person. In this section, they seem to be talking strictly about physical harm. Um although they extend it to other things, just verbal again. Uh, intentionally causing physical injury to another person, intentionally causing damage to property or another, uh, threatening gestures, remarks, or actions. They're counting even raising your voice as threatening, even though, again, we've been yelled at and suspended for walking away from it. And, and um, those can be written or verbal. True. 
uh, possession of dangerous weapons during work that is not provided or permitted by the employer. So if the employer hands you uh, AK-47, it's fine. But if you bring in your own, then it's a problem. Well, I think that probably refers to like a pen could be a weapon if you use it properly or, you know, those little round um, cutting devices for think, cutting through straps. I think they're talking more about dog spray, actually, in this case. Oh, could be, could be. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not to make light of it too much, but it's just funny wording unless it's provided by the employer. Uh, bullying or intentionally harmful teasing, written or verbal, which again is odd in a section where they seem to be talking about physical, but they add this in, in here anyway. Um, and again, this is routine by certain supervisors and ignored yeah. uh, by the higher-ups. Uh, displaying or exhibiting of extreme anger or hostility. I, that kind of bugs me because that's so open to interpretation. Like, uh, if I don't know you, the way you talk might seem angry. Whereas if I do know you, I'd be like, that, that's your normal. If you're angry, you're like this, right? Yeah. Well, it, it's just perception. A worker knew a supervisor was coming on the street to talk to them for really no reason one time and I stayed on the phone and heard the supervisor in a public place immediately enter the room start yelling and abusing the person and again completely ignored uh the employee didn't even say anything the supervisor just walked into a gas station and started yelling at the employee and, and in a very abusive manner and again nothing occurs from that whatsoever but if someone of an employee talks loudly or drops one f-bomb in self-defense after repeated warnings then it's a huge, huge problem. Right. It's, it's, you know, in theory, it looks like a lovely policy, but the problem is that it's one-sided. It's only ever applied in one direction, and everyone in the workplace deserves a safe place, not just management. And it's openly abused by one side. It is. Um, it's not like one side has it enforced and one side's not. One side, this is like, these are not things to avoid. They're rules of conduct, it seems, in some cases. Oh, you're saying that, like, for management, it must be part of their training to say management shall intentionally cause injury to... I wouldn't imply that it is, but yeah, that's... For some of them, it's just it's just routine abuse, and they don't... Do, do you have to care. drink Kool-Aid between each, each reading? Possibly. <laughs> Next section in the policy is sources of violent behavior. Workplace violence may be committed by strangers, people who an employee may encounter in his his or her workplace, customers, clients, someone who receives the service can post, co-workers, I'm not going to read the description of each one anymore, uh, personal relations, uh, spouses, friends, partners, whatever, and then others. So, so basically just anybody, is all it says, sources of violence can be anything. I almost feel like that part is in there just to make people aware that, that they, should be, they should be vigilant in looking for it everywhere. You know, like it can come at you from all sides. And some people probably feel like it is. In the co-worker section, I just realized it says at the subordinate peer or superior level. I think it's very typical of the corporation to view everyone as subordinates and superiors. Whereas in most modern manager models, you're partners of everything. A manager or supervisor is there to assist the quote-unquote subordinate person. Because the subordinate person is usually the one actually making money for the company. The salesperson makes the money. Their manager is there to assist them in making money, not to be superior in any logical modern management system. But Canada Post is so outdated, uh, and this is why they bring that hammer down on everything. They just don't know how to manage, and this is Management 101. That was uh, a really good description of, of management uh, structure in Canada Post, because they often seem to do things that hinder your ability to, to do your job that makes the corporation money. 
rather than, like you say, providing you the tools and helping you and, and helping you find solutions to problems. We had the city manager at one point, uh, a couple city managers ago, come to the depot and he was trying to make a point. And uh, one of the first things he said is, who is the customer? And it's the customer is the person sending the package because they paid for it, not the person receiving it. And there was a couple of people in there that said, you know, I took a business class 30 years ago and that was outdated then, you know. Uh, it just shows you how stuck in the past and how mismanaged this corporation is and they don't understand the, even who their own customers are. Your customer is everyone you serve. You serve your quote-unquote superior because you're doing work for them. You serve the person beneath you if you are the, if you have quote-unquote subordinates because you're helping them do your job and you're helping everybody you provide service to, uh, whether it's the person paying or not, the person you pick up from, the person you deliver from, they're all customers, uh, especially in Canada Post, where we're here to serve the public. It's funny because that description of coworkers as subordinate or superior or peer, it's almost a microaggression against the union concept in general because we tend to view ourselves as equals. Everyone is equal underneath the contract. The only thing differentiating us is seniority. I think right? that's where a lot of the abuses in the corporation come from is this very, very outdated uh, mindset of you know, top-down management with everything in the bottom must be crap. I know after both World Wars, Canada Post was kind of a make-work project for soldiers coming home. If you needed work, uh, try the post office, you're good at following work. Like, you used to have to shine our shoes every morning and take perfect, uh, you know, standard attention Line stops up. and then a 90-degree turn before going up the steps. And that's totally serious if you talk to other people uh, that have been here around a long time. And then you make a 180-degree turn, walk down, full stop, at attention, 90-degree turn, back down the sidewalk. I can um, remember when I started, people would say, those shoes would never have passed inspection. No, it's very, <laughs> very military based and people just haven't got out of this mindset. And, you know, in the military, uh, especially back then, you're allowed to, to abuse people of a, of a lower position in the organization. And they seem to think that's appropriate in the workplace too. I think it's worth noting though that that military perspective has also seen um, the the fallout of that in the denial of of people's basic right to having that respect of their emotions and their uh, their personal safety. Um, how many how many previous um, soldiers had PTSD and and no one knew how to deal with it and. Back Society has paid the price for that because a lot of those people came home and there were no no helps for them. And I mean, I like to think it's gotten better, but I know that it still falls short of what's really needed to help people reassimilate into society after they've been through all of that training and through the war zones and fearing for their lives and the lives of their, their co-workers. Okay, uh, to get back to the policy, um, it spells out our responsibilities. Employees are responsible for treating individuals at the workplace with respect in compliance with Canada Post's code of conduct and values. Employees are also responsible for reporting to a team leader or if uncomfortable reporting to a team leader to another member of management or a bargaining agent representative, so a CUPW union representative, any incident or risk of workplace violence of which they are aware. They're responsible for participating in awareness or training on how to prevent or respond to an incident or risk of workplace violence and cooperating in the investigation and resolution of matters involving workplace violence. So yeah, a lot of this is reporting to a team leader. Um, I noticed there's been a slight change in the past few years. They say if some, they used to always say, well, if you know if something violent happens on the street or whatever, then call the depot and then immediately call the police. 
or, or 911 if necessary. Or one time they even said, uh, call the supervisor and see if it's appropriate to call 911. No. Um, if you need help, call 911. Obviously, they've changed that in the last while, long while probably. But definitely, if they're, I'm going to recommend without hesitation that if you're feeling threatened in any way, especially by a supervisor, call the police. Get it on record. Because, uh, um, yeah, they've been suspending people for being victims. And you need that third-party uh, record. And don't be afraid to press charges because that's what we've come to here. If I ever see a supervisor touching someone again, I am flat out calling the cops. No warning, no nothing. Well, assault's assault, right? And um, they should not be. They should not be making physical contact. They should not be yelling at people. They should not be making threats. Yeah. Um, and I think the really important thing to get out of their responsibilities there is they suggest that you talk to a bargaining agent representative. But I think that any time that you're feeling like something uh, violent or aggressive has happened, you should involve your union. You should talk to your shop yes. steward or your social steward if you're more comfortable, or just phone your local office. I'm just saying don't be afraid to call the police, especially if there's no other witnesses around, because you need that on record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because we've seen the way they, they've responded to things when they're, the carrier is the only witness. And a lot of times if you're thinking of um, building a case for a harassment or uh, long-term bullying, having that police record is, is priceless because it's documented. It's third party, like you said and um, they will investigate it. And many of these supervisors, um, like I say, have done it habitually. So usually it's just verbal and not stuff you really can call the police on, but when it does go further than that, having an, uh, a report or two on file is definitely helpful. We do have one former supervisor who, uh, I'm not sure if they're still facing charges. They, they, I think they've been convicted, but not uh, sentenced yet in a very, very serious case. It's not the first time something like this has gone to the police. It's the first time something has been uh, convicted of it. But we need to have as much record as possible, an official record. And uh, again, not just the union, uh, but social stewards are a great asset here. They can really help you out with things like this if that's what you need. Yeah, and, and I mean, it might they might serve just to, to listen to your complaint and to help you find resources to help you cope with... Um, the effects of, of the bullying or the violence that you're experiencing. Right. And the EFAP, the Employee Family Assistance Program, uh, the number for that has been in the show notes for quite a while for this episode. So if you need to call them, they'll help you with just about anything as well. Um, nothing procedural. They're not going to help you with um, how to navigate the union or the Canada Post complaint system or whatever. Uh, but with, with your own well-being and where to get resources, that's definitely there for that. There is a, I forget what they call it, a complaint system. It's a whistleblower line, something like that. You have to go to the website to find it. They were really promoting this a few years ago. Um, I know someone who tried that once. It uh, You basically report it. They tell you they're investigating it, ignore you for a month, and then say, we've passed it to your superintendent or area manager who is one of the people named in the complaint. Wow. So I that. definitely 100% would not recommend that. Um, it's supposed to be independent from the corporation and theoretically everything goes to an independent board at the end once a year they get a report and they're supposed to review everything. I thought it was supposed to be anonymous. It, it can't be anonymous for them to investigate it because how... Uh, well, no, but yeah. I mean, did they tell the supervisor who had made the complaint? I'm not sure. The person making the complaint never heard a thing back from them except that it's under investigation and then uh, we made our investigation and we forwarded our report and to the... Um, area manager who is one of the people named in the report or in the complaint. Wow. 
yeah, so I definitely would not recommend going that way. Hmm. Um, they made a big deal of it a few years ago as if it was this big miracle cure, and it's, that's the only one time I've heard anything happen from it. And yeah, very disappointing. There are other places that you can take complaints regarding uh, workplaces, though you can complain uh, to the Labor Board. Human or, Rights Tribunal? Yeah, or... or human uh, Rights, whatever they call it, not Tribunal. Employment and Social Development Canada, they can they will take complaints as well. Um, those have to be made within six months unless you fill out a form uh, requesting an extension. In all cases, document everything. Get as much evidence as you can, witnesses as you can. If you know something's habitual, turn on the recording in your phone. I know you're not technically allowed to take video but you in, in depots or anything, but you can always take audio recordings. Um, one caveat to that is in Canada, legally, at least one person, which can be you, has to be aware that it's being recorded. So you can't set your phone down and then walk away, even to go to the bathroom or anything. You have to be present and know that things are being recorded at all times. What if you accidentally turn it on and didn't know? Then it's all void. Oh, so, yeah, I I guess technically. But yeah, the point is is you, at least one person, which includes you, has to be uh, aware that everything's being recorded and they're listening at the time. So uh, leaving it on record and walking away, yeah, you're aware, but you're not there in presence. You have to be um, present at the situation Hmm. just to make sure. I definitely do that. Um, And there are lots of cases where someone is mildly abusive or you know it's not going to be that big deal. I know mild in quotes again, Uh, but it can build up, and that's where you really need to keep that record. Um, Yeah, they find that with bullying or abusive uh, people they they start small but when they um when they don't get any um, any punishment or pushback out of those small that might be microaggressions they they gradually increase until eventually they become really harmful but even if it doesn't build up i'm just saying that if you take one incident they're probably gonna shake their finger at the supervisor but if you take 90 incidences that are all finger waggers they're going to in theory, take it more seriously because they're going to take the accumulation of things. They should. Also, any objections you have, make sure you, like some supervisors might say, oh, I was just joking when I said this, and we, I do it all the time, and I thought they knew I was joking. Flat out tell them that's not appropriate and get that on record that they were told so they can't use that defense. I think that that's something that everyone should use, even even in dealing with coworkers, though. If you're uncomfortable, I mean, it's one thing to say you made me uncomfortable and that's not right, and you're right, that's not right, but you also have a certain amount of responsibility to say, I'm not comfortable, please stop, right? You can't expect people to know what yeah. makes you uncomfortable. I mean, some things are, are given. One of the things in most harassment policies or most uh, law uh, stuff is it says someone who would be reasonably uncomfortable with and reasonable, there's some gray area there. But as right. soon as you say that's inappropriate, that gray area is gone. Right. Right. Well, and I mean, we all have... Um, past experiences that differ. Uh, we have different triggers, different things that bother us. I mean, there are things that people can talk about on the work floor that make me uncomfortable. And if I'm not willing to speak up and say, this conversation makes me uncomfortable, and maybe I don't want to explain all the details, but, you know, I have to I have to be willing to at least do that or to remove myself from the situation. Um, because I, everyone can't just know that it bothers me to talk about things that I experienced as a child because they don't know what my childhood was like right not that I'm saying I had a bad childhood it was great thanks mom yeah (laughs) just looking at the bottom of this form um 
It says if you have any questions, ask, blah, blah. And then it says if you encounter an anomaly or a problem on route or throughout your day, please contact your supervisor immediately. It says nothing about, you know, this is all about violence and harassment. It doesn't say anything about you know, if it's safe to do so or call the police and then inform your supervisor. It just says call your supervisor. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying before. Um, and again, luckily they've corrected that to call the police first if it's dangerous, but that was not the line previously. I would say call your union first and then call your supervisor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, in most cases, for yeah. sure. Because like um, the people who are working for you in the union, they they might have more experience with these situations or know what your management is, is kind of doing right now, what tack they're taking in dealing with these situations. Yeah. So they might be able to advise you on how you should phrase things in your statement, what you should say, things that you might leave out because it's none of their business. Yeah, and they will use anything against you they can. Um, it feels that it, way. It's like in WCB case and stuff like that. There's uh, one person I talked to recently was talking to uh, a manager about their uh, work equipment in just a casual way, and I said, you have to stop talking to that person about this. And uh, so like, no, it won't be a problem. Uh, but then they got rejected from WCB and everything that they talked to that supervisor was in that letter and twisted, not accurate, but it was all there. Wow. Yeah. So be very careful. Always have somebody with you when you talk to a supervisor about anything, um, that could get you in trouble. And a lot of things that, you know, if this was twisted the right way, would it get me in trouble? Have a, have a shop steward there. And I would recommend if you're, if if an incident has happened and you're writing a statement that you're going to submit to management, have a shop steward look over it. Please. Or take it down to your union office and have them look over it before you hand it in. Or even take a picture and text it to someone that you trust to to look over it and and, um, have your interests at heart. Yeah. Most of the the stuff we've talked about has been in our depot that me and Brand work at. It's people who haven't been. Um, We have a new superintendent now, so hopefully things will improve. She seems positive but uh i guess we'll just see how it goes yeah the problem is the a lot of the people working in subordinate positions to that superintendent are are bullies yes yeah hopefully she gets the supervisors in line yeah um but yeah you're right um the the bottom line here is that you are entitled to a safe workplace and that means safe from violence from aggression from being yelled at from being belittled or teased or right so protect yourself get notes get witnesses and don't be afraid to call for help whether that's the union or the police stay safe and um sorry for the downer <laughs> if you have any questions or comments or topic ideas we'd love to hear them at overburdenpod at gmail.com and have a great week <laughs>